Hello, and welcome to the Professional PT Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Baker. I'm a physical therapist living and working in Southern Indiana, and I'm also the new professional for the Indiana APTA. In the fifth episode of the Professional PT Podcast, we have Jenna Gorlay on with us to discuss how to make the most of residency and steps to take after residency. I met Jenna shortly after graduating PT school because we work together. And in my four years of getting to work with her, I have used her as a resource, not only to ask questions, but really someone that I use to motivate myself to achieve the career that I really want. So I'm excited to bring her on an episode so that she can share that with you and to share with you how to do more than just survive residency and really your career. Today we have Jenna Gorlay on with us today to discuss how you get through residency and the next step after residency. And I'm going to have her introduce herself and tell her a little about, tell her, tell you a little bit about herself. All right. Thanks, Jess. Uh, I'm Jenna. I work in uh, Indiana, Evansville at an outpatient ortho clinic. I did uh, the University of Evansville and pre-rehab sports residency about five years now. Um, I'm still highly involved with it. I'm involved with the University of Evansville as well. So I get to work with the women's volleyball team and the women's basketball team. I teach a course or two at the University of Evansville. Uh, And then since then, one of the cool things I've been working on recently is uh, with one of my mentors from the residency program, we co-founded the Professional Rebellion. Keeps you busy, definitely. Yes. And all of that in five years. Yes. That's a lot in five years. So I think you'll be a great person to tell us like how you got through residency and then really how you use residency and just what avenue you took to get to where you are because you've accomplished a lot in five years and um, I think you're the perfect perfect person to to describe that. Um, So kind of the first question is how when you graduated from PT school did you immediately go into residency or did you know um, from the get-go that residency was for you or did you take a year or two off and do a residency? Yeah, so uh, I graduated from Rutgers and directly after I did go into a residency program Uh, I remember probably during my second year, one of my professors at Rutgers, uh, she gave a presentation on residencies and I had never heard of it before, but whatever she said directly after that presentation, I was like, okay, I'm going to do one and I'm going to do one directly after graduation. So I went right from Rutgers to Evansville and uh, I've been here since. So how did you choose your residency? Was it something that took into a lot of, a lot of consideration or did you kind of luck out finding this residency? Uh, To some extent I did luck out but uh, when I was going through it I was like okay you know I didn't know exactly what setting I wanted I was kind of between ortho and sports Uh, so I talked to a lot of people and what I realized is when I finished my uh, graduate school I hadn't really had the kind of exposure to sports that I really wanted and that really drove me towards more sports and athletics. Um, And then in terms of like how I picked my program, it was a little bit different when I was applying like uh, five years ago. There weren't as many as there are now. So I applied to most of the sports residencies, uh, went through the interview process. And then once I came to Evansville, it was was clear. I remember finishing the interview day and telling my dad, well, if they take me, I'm going to come to Evansville, Indiana. And that's where I'm going to do it. Okay, because you're not from Evansville originally. No, I'm from New Jersey. From New Jersey. We're both implanted here in yes. this area. So, but it's a great area. And I it think it, it sounds like it's a great residency too. So describe the residency. Was it, how long was it? Was it formal classes? Did you have mentorship, formal mentorship <laughs> within? 
Yeah, so our residency structure is, uh, it's a program uh, that's joint between Pro Rehab, the outpatient ortho clinic that I'm in right now, and then the University of Evansville. So it's a 15 month program and our residents spend 32 hours in the clinic. Um, treating patients, co-treating with mentors. And then since it's a sports residency, they also have on-field coverage in the fall. So they're out with the football teams, the uh, soccer teams, the volleyball teams. And then that switches in the spring, where in the spring, during those eight hours that they're not in clinic, they're at the University of Evansville in the ortho class TAing, And then they're also in the training room at the University of Evansville. So you got a mixture of both of teaching and clinical work as well. Yes, definitely. They kind of get a little introduction to a lot of different things. And then if they have a particular interest in some sort of area, then we try to make it so that they either do more of that or get more exposure to that. So I had a really big interest in teaching. So I actually got to TA during both the fall and the spring semester. Now, did you pursue that? Did you go to the program director and say, this is what I'm interested in? Or did they present it, present it to you as these are your options. Let us know what you're interested in. Um, the big thing, uh, Phil's the director here, and his big thing is like at the end of residency, he wants you to have gotten everything you wanted. The biggest part of that is communicating what you're most interested in and what you want to get out of it. So I think it was really early on that I showed my interest in teaching and, and we talked about that. And I'm not exactly sure how I ended up both semesters, but I did and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> So from someone that's going through residency right now, if you feel like they're not getting what they're wanting out of their residency, or if there's an area of interest that they might not have experience in, they need to go to their program director and communicate that with them. Yeah, absolutely. There are like so many opportunities that are automatically there for you, but then there's probably a lot of opportunities that are possible that if you just give an interest or, or you mention, then, then they can become a reality. Okay. And did you guys have to meet outside of the 32 hours of clinic time outside of the field work? Did you guys have formal classes that you guys went through or formal coursework? Yeah, so not so much formal classes, but each month is either a topic or usually it's like a body part unit. So in this past month, we actually just finished the hip unit, um, but we would meet once a month for kind of didactic and teaching and going through special tests and answering any questions, going through some manual treatment and things like that. Uh, that's at the beginning of the month. And then at the end of the month, the residents have a practical hands-on portion. And then they also have a written test that they prove that they you know, learned what they needed to learn for that particular month. Uh, there's also, uh, we use MedBridge as part of our didactic work. And then there's articles to read and a few other things that they have to do on their own. Okay, and you went through this with other people, uh, other residents, like they were in your class. Yes. Uh, how many do you, how many, how many people were in your class? And then what's the typical number, do you know? Uh, so my year was three, and that was one of the reasons that I liked University of Evansville and Pro Rehab was because I wanted other people that were going through this time with me. Uh, we've taken anywhere from three and a few years, we've had one, um, but it just depends on the demand for the clinic and then also the applicants that we get. Can you describe that relationship with the other residents when you were going through them? Like, did you guys really reach out to each other? Were you guys all from this area? Did it help you kind of get acclimated to the area? Yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I went through with um, 
one guy that was from New Jersey also, but I didn't know him until residency. And then um, a, a female from Florida, so Rachel and Mike. And I mean, we had a group text the entire time. So we were constantly sending each other texts. Um, we did stuff together when we did have free time. So like we went to Mammoth Caves uh, down in Kentucky and really I still keep in touch with them now. So it, it's a real cool experience and you get to become really close because you're going through such a challenging amount of work and it's, it's tough, but it makes you closer in the process. Absolutely. And how, in the clinic that you worked in, was there one or two therapists? Was there a lot of therapists? Did you find that outside of your residency program, you could reach out or that you did reach out to those other therapists that were within the clinic that you're working in? Yeah, so the I was in two different clinics during the residency. The first one that I was at was a pretty big clinic. There were like uh, probably eight other clinicians, a uh, few PTAs, and then we also had occupational therapy. So there was a huge amount of people that I could reach out to and that I did reach out to because I'm sure you know as a new grad, it seems like you have a question almost every 10 minutes. Yes. Um, so it was pretty nice because I could ask a lot of different people. Uh, there are different clinics that our residents are at, so some of them are not quite as big as mine was, but every resident has at least an in-clinic mentor, um, and then there's other clinicians there as well. What tips do you have for getting the most, or how did you get the most out of your residency? What were the big takeaway things that you did that helped you get to where you were after residency, or things that you, looking, looking back, you wish you would have done a little bit differently? <laughs> That's a good question. So how to get the most out of residency or what do I wish I did differently? Um, I think there's, there's, there's two things that I think about a lot. I think one is that I was constantly trying to rush the basics. So I remember like day one of residency, I was like, you know, I want to get dry needling certified. And I remember telling uh, one of my mentors this and she was like, yeah, that's great. That's a really good skill. Why don't you try and develop your manual skills first? Why don't you try and, you know, get palpation down and get soft tissue down with your hands and then, you know, go on to this. Or I remember wanting to take like as many continuing education courses as possible. Like I would have taken one probably every weekend if I could have without ever truly mastering what I learned at the continuing education courses. So I was so concerned with like, how much and how much I knew and how much I did that I kind of lost focused on how well I did it and how well I knew it. So I think that's a struggle, not just for residents, but just new grads in general is like, you want as much as possible. And sometimes you forget uh, about how well you're doing something or how good you can do it. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, do you think that was, and something I probably still struggle with too, you know, I want more, more, <laughs> more. And, uh, it's, it's it's frustrating and it's it's hard to get really good at something. It uh, is really hard. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, so I think that and then I think that it's like this hard balance between um what you do every day and what you have to do and then like the big picture of what you want. So like when you're a residency resident you're constantly trying to like check off the boxes and do every thing but you forget about like how you're doing it or the fact that you know, you're, yes, you have to go to the school and you have to do coverage, but you don't just have to do it, like you get to do it. And if you really want to make the best out of the opportunity, you don't just show up to the high school, sit there through the practice and then leave. You try to develop relationships with the athletes and you try to get involved with the team as much as possible. Uh, so I think kind of keeping a big picture on also not necessarily just what you have to do, but why you're doing it 
and also how you're doing it. And the big question, and I know the probably the scariest part of residency, I personally have not done a residency, so I can't speak to this, but everyone takes the MPTE exam. Mm -hmm. Then you have that specialty exam. How did you prepare for that? Was that like the scariest part of the residency, the worst part of the residency? How did you manage that? Ah, so part of the residency that we have is we do have an exit exam. Uh, so residents here finish up in September and then you can't take your wards uh, until like February or March. So you study really hard for this uh, first kind of exit exam that gives you like an introduction into usually how much you don't know. Um, so it, it gives you an idea of, you know, what you need to study. And then you go a couple months and and you get used to your in-clinic life and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have this huge test that I have to study for in a few months. Like, how do I do this? Uh, so luckily for me, the residency kind of got me started. So I had the study guide that I needed from the exit exam, but I also used uh, MedBridge. They have a lot of uh, specialty exam preparation and then uh, a lot of books. So for sports physical therapy, it was um, a book with Bratzman that had all the protocols in it and just trying to memorize it. But it was a lot, like it was a lot for the MPTE, but you kind of forgot how bad it was until you started studying for the, for the specialty exam. Yeah. And when did it hit you that you were done with residency and how, how did you, what's first, how did, when did you know that you were done? Was it after <sighs> the exam? Was it after your, in September when you guys finished up? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you asked that because it was, um, it was tough, like finishing residency, and I never anticipated that it would be. So for, you know, all PT school and then for 15 months during residency, someone was telling me exactly what I had to do. They were telling me where I needed to show up. They were telling me, you know, deadlines. They were telling me this step-by-step -step process. And then I finished and I was like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to do now. I can really do whatever I want. And that was super exciting for probably about two weeks. I celebrated. <laughs> I was, I was sleeping in. I was, you know, not doing anything necessarily physical therapy related outside of the clinic. And then probably about like two or three weeks after I was like, Oh my gosh, what now? What am I supposed to do? Because I was just, again, I was checking the boxes. I was like, okay, you know, this is hip month. Next is fine. This, that, and the other thing. And then I got to the end and I was like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do now. Like I got to figure it out. Uh, so that was the hardest part of finishing residency. And it was, it was like quickly soon after, but but then you kind of get distracted with the exam and then you have the entire whole thing over again right after the exam. You're like, oh, okay, what now? <laughs> well, and what did you do? I mean, you said it took you two weeks. Um, and as earlier we mentioned, like you've, you've been out five years and you've, you've done a lot. And that, that feeling only lasted a couple of weeks. So what were your first steps? Because I imagine other people, I, I felt that way after graduating PT school. So anytime anything comes to a finish, we kind of, we can get that feeling. So yeah. how did you, what were your next steps? Uh, the next steps, like the other part that I didn't touch enough on probably about residency is the mentoring aspect. Like, yes, you get an in-clinic mentor that helps you problem solve through, uh, you know, an athlete that you're having trouble with or a certain patient that you're struggling with, but it also does a lot for you professionally. So helps you, you know, when you have that question of what's next or what do I need to be doing, there are people that you can ask and people that really truly care about you know, how you're doing in your career, how you're doing in life even. Uh, so when I got to that point where I was kind of like, ooh, you know, I don't know what's next. Uh, my first step was to kind of have a check-in with a few of my mentors from the program 
just kind of touch base, see where I'm at. And then they started asking me like difficult questions that really made me think and made me start to really formulate what I wanted my career to be or what I wanted to start working towards. Did you stay with the company? Did you, how did you find that next job? So I actually stayed with the company. Um, I started looking before I was given the offer. And as I was going to all these places and, and interviewing, I realized what a good thing I had where I was. Like going out and interviewing and everything was a really good experience because it it showed me that I wanted to stay where I was. It wasn't just like I finished residency and I was like, oh, I guess I'll stay here. I, I made the conscious decision of, ooh, I really want to stay here. I love the people that I'm around. I like the clinic that I'm in. And I want to keep going with what I'm doing here. Um, so that was kind of like my process and it really helped me figure out that this is where I want to be and, and go from there. And you've mentioned during your residency, you had talked to your, or the director that you had an interest in certain areas and one of them was teaching. And I know now just because I've, I've had the great fortune of working with you, but I know that you do teach um, within the residency program and within U of V. Was that something that went along into your plan knowing that if you stuck around here that you could get involved within the residency? Yeah, the the residency and then also just per rehab in general and the ability to do a little bit of everything is what I love so much about what I'm doing right now. I'm not just in the clinic, you know, from eight to five treating patients. I get to mentor residents. I get to teach at the University of Evansville. I get to be involved with uh, strength and conditioning and performance thing that we started promotion. And I get to do all these things that that would made it really appealing for me to be able to stay here and be able to continue being able to teach and do those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And the promotion you mentioned is strength yes. and conditioning. How did that come about? It's actually really cool because I think it's something that we all felt a need for. So what it is, is basically this is where we get, we finish PT, right? And then we discharge either our athletes or our active individuals back to doing whatever they do. And a lot of times they're physically ready or sometimes they need a little bit more help before to bridge that gap between, okay, you're done with PT and okay, you're back totally in sport. Uh, and we wanted to create this thing that existed between that point and then also existed for people that wanted to reach the next level in athletics. So we got to apply a lot of our philosophy at Pro Rehab and at the, the residency program. And with Pro Rehab and with um, a lot of us in the residency program, we, we kind of combined forces and we, we got this cool program that we launched probably about a year and a half ago now. And you've done it with the other sp- people that have gone through sports residency or, or is, is that kind of the people that started it? Yes. The promotion or mm-hmm. um, so is the kind of the, the relationships that you got developed in residency kind of helped develop this next step that you guys all shared a passion for. Yes. The, the relationships that I got to make in residency is really cool because it's a bunch of really positive growth minded people that want to see the profession get better and want to fill needs and are really excited to go into work every day. And that's something that I don't think you necessarily find everywhere. Luckily, like you said, I, I got lucky in finding it here. Uh, but yeah, we, we came together and, and one of the coolest things is when you get to collaborate on something and, and create something that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And something else that you mentioned earlier is the professional rebellion. Um, And I know from a personal experience, I've I've taken the course and it was a great push for me in my career. Um, How do you see that playing into 
people's plans or how, how does that help people and how did it help you or how, how did you get to want to help other people through this avenue? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of said, you know, I think everybody at some point in their career reaches this point where they're like, what's next? I know that I have, I know that a lot of our residents do. It's really common after PT school and after residency or even a little bit into your career where you're all of a sudden you're just like, you know, I'm not sure what's next. And fortunately, like I said, I had people that were really helping me focus and helping me determine what it was I wanted, but I don't think everybody has that. But I want everybody to have it. I want everybody to have somebody that they can go to and that can challenge them, push them, and you know, make sure that they stick to something when we don't always stick to something when we're by ourselves. So we created the Professional Rebellion to help do that, to give people a place that will help them determine what they want, you know, show them that it's possible, and then also help them take the actionable steps to get there. Great. And I, I would I contest to that. That that's exactly what helped me and kind of helping others. So, um, great program. Yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. It's part of, so like the whole point of it is really to help people get their ideal, ideal career in physical therapy. Uh, so whatever that is, you know, if it's owning your own practice, if it's, um, starting something online, if it's, you know, getting a certain caseload. And the cool thing is, is that doing the professional rebellion is actually part of my ideal career. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to see it in action and to see how everybody that goes through the program takes something from it, but can have such a completely different outcome. Yeah. And you're still, you're still in the process of planning your perfect career or yeah, your ideal I, career. Yes. And I think, I think most people are, I think it, I don't think it matters necessarily how long you've been in the profession. I think we can always, you know, improve or life circumstances change and then, you know, the career needs to change. But I think everybody's constantly trying to um, advance themselves and also get something different, something better, or just try something else out. And I think that's a big takeaway coming. Obviously, people that got through PT school and are going through residency, they're, they're wanting that next step. And mm-hmm. I think coming out and as dealing, being a new professional, dealing with all the steps that you have to go through, I think the thing to understand is it's a process that's ever changing. It never yes. necessarily comes to an end. It's always, well, you always think you have a next step, but then that next step comes to a close and it's about starting something new. So maybe always reevaluating and moving forward versus trying to get to that mountaintop. Yeah, you know, I heard, um, I thought this was awesome. I heard it on another podcast, actually. And they were talking about like what it's like to be experienced in a profession. And he gave the analogy that like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I can't wait to be an adult and have it all figured out. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything figured out. You probably feel even, you know, less prepared. And I think, you know, I think a career in physical therapy or a career in really anything you feel that way as a new grad or as a novice, you're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm experienced. So I have it all figured out. And then with experience comes even more to learn and more to do. And it's, it's just this ongoing journey. So absolutely. You learn what you don't know. That's for sure. So we're wrapping up here, but I do have one question for you because usually again, everybody wants that one thing that helps them. What would you say is the most important or a very important aspect of making it through residency and maybe even after residency? So the most important thing for both actually, for making it through residency and for after is forming the relationship and then 
deepening deepening the relationship with the people that you're around because again it's the like I said I had two other residents with me we got really close over the 15 months and, and we continued that throughout and I think especially if you're doing a residency program even if you're not going to stay after you have 15 or 12 months or whatever it is to get to know everyone as well as possible to you know, have awesome experiences with each other to, to share what you're afraid of, to share what you're excited about. And you're so supported that when you finish, you want to, you want to still keep in touch with these people and you want to have them throughout the course of your career. So I think the best thing that you can do in residency is to really get everything out of it is, is the people that are around you. They have so much knowledge, they have so much experience, and they're excited. You know, you don't start a residency program because you just want to start a residency program. You start a residency program because you love the profession and you're excited about what you do. So these are people that you really want to, you really want to keep in touch with. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. If you have listeners, if you have any questions for Jenna, is there a way that they can reach out to you? Uh, yeah, the, I think the easiest way is my, my email. It's jennagorlay at gmail.com. So that's J-E-N-N-A-G-O-U-R-L-A-Y at gmail.com. And I try to be really good about email, but if for some reason I don't get back to you, if I didn't ignore you, please send me another one. <laughs> and I'll put your email in the show notes too. That, and that'd be great. Um, any other information, if you guys have, just let us know. Thanks for being on with me today, Jenna. All right. Thanks for having me, Jess. I can't thank Jenna enough for sharing her time with us. I will have additional links in the show notes. She has actually written an article about why to do a residency. So please check that out in the show notes. And I also have her contact information in there as well. So if anyone has questions for her, please reach out to her. Thank you for taking the time to listen. This will be the last episode for the 2019 year. I will be taking a holiday hiatus and will return in January with new episodes, but we do want to discuss topics that matter to you. So if you have an idea or a topic, shoot me an email at jessica.baker.dpt at gmail.com. I hope you find value here that helps you professionally and personally. Come back and listen in to the Professional PT Podcast.